not turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. I wasn't afraid of the shot when I received it. I was excited to do my part for my country. But where is my country for me now, now that I'm injured? You told me this vaccine is safe and effective, period. So it's been over nine months since she got her second dose. She can't walk. She's in a wheelchair. 
My life has been turned upside down, but I will continue to push forward and fight for the same medical rights and treatment as those who are not in my current position. CDC, FDA, NIH, we do exist. You are not taking care of those who suffer severe adverse reactions. Stop telling the public that you are. How, how can you help them fully recover if you're not willing to admit that vaccine injuries are real? In Taiwan, the number of people dying after their COVID vaccination is exceeding the number of deaths from the virus itself. There are a number of people, for one reason or other, who just do not want to comply and get vaccinated. We've got to get them vaccinated. Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. So eventually there will be sort of this digital uh, immunity proof uh, that you know, will help facilitate the global reopening up. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> I want to take this moment at the beginning of this show here on this April 20th year of our Lord 2020 to say a prayer for all of those people and millions more who have experienced adverse reactions because they trusted their health officials, because they trusted their government, because they trusted their hospitals because they trusted their doctors or primary care physicians to give them the best information available when it came to the risks versus the rewards from this coronavirus vaccine that they forced on the entire planet. For all those out there who felt like they were forced to get it, for all those out there who felt that they would who would lose their jobs and lose their livelihood if they did not get it and had to get it. I'm so incredibly sorry that you were put in that position, that we were all put in that position. Now, just because some people like myself decided not to get it and decided that the risks outweighed the rewards, that doesn't make me better than those who decided to get it. I want to make that very clear on this Wednesday morning here on Live from America. No person who decided not to get it is better than the person who decided to get it. This was a very rare case in a lifetime that we um, had to experience this situation. Nobody really knew what to do. Nobody made the wrong or right decision. People made decisions that were best for them at that time, and you have a consequence for that decision. This is one of those classic scenarios where there was not a right or wrong decision. There was only consequences for whatever decision that you decided to make. But make no mistake, the adverse reactions are in the millions. The deaths from these COVID vaccines are in the maybe hundreds of thousands. And ladies and gentlemen, just those referees and those basketball players and soccer players that you were seeing just fall and collapse. Do you know that there's over 600 cases of those of high profile athletes just falling out over 600 cases? Now, when you add, when you compare that to how many people are on the planet, it doesn't seem like a lot. 
But when you're talking about athletes and high-profile people falling out at that high uh, and, and that high of a number that we have that we at least even have on camera, obviously there was something wrong. Now I did not mean to start the show off with doom and despair and and depression because this show today is going to be one of the greatest shows that we did as it pertains to the good news that I'm about to give you. So if you wanted to share a great, great show, then make sure you share this one because it's going to be full of great news. It's going to be showing you exactly that not only are we winning, I think we've already gotten to the point where we've won. I don't think there's anything they can do at this point. That's why I titled today's show, Stick a Fork in Them, They're Done. And we're going to prove that today. But for all of those who've had adverse reactions or were forced to get this vaccine and they have not had anything happen to them yet and maybe never will, I just want to highlight those people and say, it's not your fault. It's your government's fault. And that is where we will place this blame in these midterms and moving forward. Let's go ahead and do some shout outs. I'm going to start today over on Getter, over on the Getter page. We have got Trump. Uh, four five four knee says good morning Sherry Andy Donison from Ohio good to see you Andy thank you for joining in we've got American Girl which is Amanda Collins which by the way folks we are going to be raising some money for Amanda Collins today today's Slurp Fund recipient will be the one and only, the great Amanda Collins, who's been such an avid supporter of this show, who has helped us out. We are going to be raising money for her today. She has thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in dental and medical bills that she's been being hit for, and she doesn't really have a way to pay. So if anybody can find it in their heart today, if you do donate today, please let us know that it's going to Amanda. Or if you're donating to the show, let us know where it's going. We'll keep track of those. Uh, it's very important, folks, that we help out our own. And Amanda Collins is somebody that's been help uh, been helping the show out for quite some time. So please, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, all do what we can to raise some money for Amanda today. Uh, back to Getter, folks. I'd like to give some shout-outs here. Let's go to Blue Moon. How you doing? Thank you. Alyssa Loves the USA is watching. Roxy, thank you for watching here today. You're welcome, Amanda. We'll make sure that we get we, we help out in any way we possibly can, okay? Um, a big shout-out to Sherry and Hot Car 86 How are you doing? Good to see you. Let's jump over to the Rumble page where we are. This is our home here on Rumble. Terry, good to see you. Thank you very much for joining in today. Um, Gracie, hello. God bless you. Jen uh, just donated $100 to, uh, to help out Amanda. Thank you, Jen, very much. Jen L. Jazz and also James Bundy has also sent in $100, said God has led me to help this morning. Thank you very much. Greg for Amanda, that's already 200 raised for Amanda. God bless you and thank you guys for helping out. Nolan Wallace is watching. Carol from Pennsylvania is watching. Greg is watching. Darlene from Michigan is watching. Donnie C, another $100 for Amanda. I feel her pain. See how we help each other out, folks. It goes from recipient to recipient to those who need, and that is God's word right there. Let's shoot over to the Live from America Facebook page as I see Heather Marie Osborne. How you doing, Heather? Good to see you. Ginny Walker is watching. Ronald Kukic, hello. He says, thank, uh, I couldn't see your, your comment. I'm sorry, my friend. And of course, Teresa Howard and Patty Gossin. Thank you for joining in. And to the Roku and Firestick family as well. God bless you and thank you. Please, please, let's do our part to share to get this video out. Let's go to the Lord today. 
for the verse of the day. I titled this, Are You a Slave to Sin and Does It Control You? Tracy, she says, can I get a shout out on Facebook? Tracy, there's your shout out. God bless you and thank you for joining in today. Folks, are you a slave to sin and does it control you? Really think about that before you answer it. Really think about that question before you answer it. Are you a slave to sin and does it control you? Romans 8, 3 through 6. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. Pay attention to this verse. Very important. He sent his only son in a body like the bodies that we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and to peace. Now, I've got some stuff to say about this, so please listen up. Imagine you were on death row in prison for heinous crimes towards humanity. Picture that. You've seen the movies. For those who have not been in jail, you've seen the movies. You know what it's like. Think about it real quick. Close your eyes and think about you being on death row. You're eating your last meal. You don't know when they're coming, but they're coming very shortly to take you to your death. Think about that. Imagine sitting there alone, depressed, scared, hopeless, full of sorrow. Imagine it's minutes before they are to come and, get, and, and, and give you your wages for your crimes. Then, imagine this. Your lawyer comes in shouting, Not guilty! Not guilty! Let him go! Let her go! Let them free! They are not guilty! Imagine that. You were prepared to die. You were sitting there in loneliness, in despair, in depression, and somebody comes in and says, Whoa! No! Let them go. They are free. They are not guilty. Everything that you were feeling would be immediately snuffed out like the darkness that disappears in a room as fast as a light switch gets turned on. This is what happens when you first meet Jesus. Jesus is also the best lawyer that money could ever buy. Guess what else? You did not have to pay for it. Jesus paid that cost and argued on your behalf to get you out of that situation. Think of how you would live the rest of your life after that situation. Would you put yourself in the same scenarios ever again that would land you back in that horrible situation you found yourself in? No, nobody would. So why would we do it with sin? You'll never be able to completely stop sinning. And for those who can, I applaud them. I don't think that's a, that's a possibility though. It's not about never sinning again. 
It's about never wanting to sin again. It's about feeling an obligation and a responsibility to want to please God instead. The one who ultimately set you free. It's very hard not to sin, folks. It's very easy, however, to go to God through Jesus and the Holy Spirit and repent for those sins as soon as possible. It's easy to get on your knees and look to God for forgiveness. The hardest part is admitting to yourself first that you messed up. You have to be able to hold yourself accountable before going to God for that forgiveness. Can you do that today, please? Can you do it right now, as a matter of fact? Let's pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Remove your hats, and let's all say the Lord's Prayer together on this beautiful April 20th, 2022. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now yesterday, some friends, some people who watch Live from America, people that I got to meet while I was in Kentucky... Got to meet their wonderful kids, by the way, as well. They actually, she reached out to me yesterday and said that the verse of the day, the, uh, the, the, the devotional helped her in ways that we'll never understand. And she also brought something to, atten- to my attention. And that is the state of Illinois is now requiring nursing homes and living of, uh, uh, assisted facilities to not only send in the number of people who have coronavirus, who have caught coronavirus, to send in those statistics. But now they're demanding that nursing homes and living-assisted facilities also send in the names of those people who are not vaccinated and the names of people who are vaccinated. We believe this is a major, major HIPAA violation. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be working over the next few days to expose this and so that we can light these people up who are asking for this breach of medical privacy. I just wanted to plant that in your head now. We're going to have a very, very important homework assignment. And by Friday, I'll be able to call them through my system and we're going to call them together and we're going to lean on them because this is not happening anymore. It's done. Stick a fork in it. It is done. Lift your cups up, ladies and gentlemen, and enjoy your first slurp because we're about ready to drop the hammer all over this left-wing ridiculousness that has been forced on our world. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. Here we go. Number one, first and foremost section of the day, Project Veritas strikes again. James O'Keefe is actually about 30 minutes from me right now. He is at Dartmouth College, which is about 30 minutes from where this studio is. I have not reached out to James O'Keefe and Project Veritas to come on the show because I know that they're very busy today, but just let you know that 30 minutes from each other are two fighters for this country, and one of them is Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. Okay? Project Veritas has released... New leaked recordings of the CEO of AstraZeneca saying that millions and millions of people around the world who are immunocompromised cannot for any reason be vaccinated. 
Now, that goes against everything that the FDA has been pushing. That goes against everything that Tony Fauci has been pushing. That goes against everything the Biden administration, CNN, MSDNC, and the rest of the know-nothings have been pushing. They have not cared about adverse reactions. They have not cared about people with pre-existing conditions. They have not cared about religious exemptions. They have not cared about any of this. Their only goal was get vaccinated or be removed and excommunicated from society as we know it. However, thanks to Project Veritas, we have leaked recordings of the CEO of AstraZeneca saying that that was the worst thing that we could possibly do because there are millions of people out there that will literally die if they take this vaccine. And not only that, in the same sentence in the leaked audio, the CEO of AstraZeneca said what is much more... um, what helps much more and what prevents and what's a better, a, a, a better uh, um, response to, being, uh, to getting coronavirus is, is monoclonal antibodies. Monoclonal antibodies. He says, but the antibody treatments have enormous potential to treat people for COVID-19, yet the Biden administration held those from red states. The Biden administration purposely held monoclonal antibodies from Governor Ron DeSantis from the state of Florida and other red states that would not comply with their stupid, mindless, non-science-based, ridiculous push to get vaccinated. They hurt them by not giving them monoclonal antibodies. How many people died because they didn't get the monoclonal antibodies? How many people are are having lifelong problems because they didn't have access to monoclonal antibodies should joe biden be i don't know indicted for murder because they literally held them for political reasons not because there was like a shortage i want to go to this video which is really an audio and i want to play this for you right now this is the leaked audio from the ceo of astrazeneca and again thank the lord for james o'keefe And thank the Lord for Project Veritas. If we could pull that video up, that would be super. Here we go. You have to know a number of uh, people uh, cannot be vaccinated. On a company-wide Zoom call on December 3rd, 2020, AstraZeneca CEO Pascal Soriot stated millions of people with immune deficiencies can't be vaccinated. Even back then, he saw enormous potential in monoclonal antibody treatments. Like if you have an immune disease, lupus, or some other immune condition, you cannot re- or multiple sclerosis, you cannot be vaccinated. So there are millions of people in the world that will need a protection, protection that cannot be coming from a vaccine. So the long-acting antibody has enormous potential. This uh, long-acting antibody is quite unique because um, this is the only combination that uh, potentially will last uh, more than six months up to potentially 12 months and protect people for a long period of time. Monoclonal antibody treatments were known to be effective relatively early in the COVID-19 pandemic, and some states in the U.S. moved quickly to use it as a frontline defense. However, the federal government actively pushed against the use of those treatments in favor of the vaccine. The Biden administration, which revoked, outright revoked authorization for two very popular monoclonal antibody treatments that the state of Florida really pioneered over the summer. We have had people use it and we've had 
good results. People have a right to access these treatments and to revoke it on this basis is just fundamentally wrong. If the CEO of one of the world's largest pharmaceutical companies realized back in 2020 that antibody treatments are necessary for the immunocompromised, why would governments around the world force vaccine mandates when millions of people are at risk if they got it? We are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. For themselves, their families, and the hospitals, they'll soon overwhelm. But there's good news. If you're vaccinated, you have your booster shot, you're protected from severe illness and death. Lie. But getting that shot really was an Doesn't amazing it? feeling. It, 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 it hits you. Yeah, it sure does. Getting that shot really hits you. What an amazing feeling. I'm telling you, these people are nuts. Now, I've seen Miss Cole say this is not the good news I was hoping for today. Actually, I would beg to differ, Miss Cole. This is great news. It's great news because we're exposing this crap so it never happens again. Look, we're only guilty. We're only guilty if we do not learn from our history and we repeat history. We're not going to do that again. We're not going to allow that to happen again. Okay? I understand some people look at good news a different way. I look at good news as being able to get the access to these audio clips. I look at good news as, being, uh, as getting the access to these, these, these uh, hidden cameras that put people on video and hold them accountable. I look at that as good news. Now, pretty much the rest of the show is probably going to be the good news you're looking for, but do not look at this as bad news. Yes, it's bad news for those in the past that had to deal with this. I get that. That's why we started the cold open with honoring them and highlighting the problems and the troubles that they're having. But this right here is another piece of the puzzle that will get us to putting people in jail when we have that opportunity or at least stopping it from ever happening again. And I'd like to also give a big shout out to Lisa uh, Naquin, who seems to be back in the building. How are you? So big shout out to, um, to, to Project Veritas for getting that out there. Now, I want to move on. I, I, while we're talking about COVID, I want to move on to this. Because the Biden administration and the DOJ actually came out after the show last night where I told you it would be literal political suicide for the left, whether it's the DOJ or anybody, to try to reimpose mask mandates on people on airplanes. Well, the the DOJ came out last night and said that they would try to fight it. They would try to get it overturned. They would appeal that decision, but only if. The CDC decided that it needed to change its rhetoric so that it fit the narrative of being able to impose the mask mandates back on public transportation. Now, I know the CDC is corrupt, and I know they do whatever the Biden administration tells them to do. I don't think it's going to happen. The reason why I don't think it's going to happen and the reason why I think the Biden administration is distancing themselves from the decision that they first made about making sure that ev- about extending the mask mandates and, and, and imposing them to begin with, I believe they're trying to distance themselves from that by saying, hey, we follow what the CDC says. You're not fooling anybody with that crap, just so you know. But I don't think they're going to do it for a number of reasons. And one of them is the CDC last night removed all countries from its highest level of travel warning. Now, they're still pushing the stupid and ridiculous non-working vaccine. However, at the same time, they're loosening things everywhere because they know they got to get away from it on their way to, 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 to the midterms. They know it's one of the things that's killing them. 
The CDC yesterday reported that based on its new classification standards, no countries, no countries remain on its list of highest travel warnings related to COVID. No countries. None. But yet when there were countries on that list, which was prior to yesterday, they were still letting anybody in the world come in from those countries as long as you did it through the southern border illegally. That's the only way they could do it. But they're not going to. This whole mask mandate on planes is over with. Mark my words. And if, the, and if it isn't, if I'm wrong, then the left is truly, truly hoping that control will save them this November. That's not going to happen either. That's not going to happen either. Why? Because God would not be bringing us through all of this just to lose like that. We've already won. We're just starting to see it now. They know they've lost, and we're going to continue to prove that through the rest of this show. Now, here's some more good news. The entire country right now, you, myself, everybody, we're all furious with Biden, and we're equally as furious with the Democratic Party. That's good news. That's good news. That means the world has finally seen what we were trying to warn them of prior to November 3rd of 2020. That's good news. Sometimes you need to shake somebody violently to wake them up. But that's not the only group of people that are upset with Biden. That's not the only people that are furious with Biden. Apparently, the Secret Service is also absolutely furious with the lies that come out of the Biden uh, regime. I want to give a big shout out to Tom Fenton and Judicial Watch for getting a FOIA request to get this information because they got access to emails that revealed the Secret Service agents are absolutely furious over Biden's White House lies over their stupid, dangerous German Shepherd dog. Okay, there it is. There's, there's Biden's dog. Beware of dog. Well, we already know that dog was biting all the Secret Service agents, and nobody wanted to be around that dog. And we're not talking about Jill. We're talking about their German Shepherd. Documents obtained. By watchdog group Judicial Watch reveals Secret Service agents are furious over the Biden's White House lies related to the dog biting incidents. As previously reported, Judicial Watch last August obtained 36 pages of Secret Service records and communications that show Joe Biden's German Shepherd Major repeatedly bit Secret Service agents. Judicial Watch blasted the Biden White House for covering it up and downplaying the biting incidents. White House press secretary, pretend to be press secretary, but on her way out to MSDNC, uh, Jen Psaki confirmed just one biting incident last March, claiming the dog was, quote, surprised by an unfamiliar person and reacted in a way that resulted in a minor injury of the individual. The previously released emails show that Major bit Secret Service agents on eight different occasions leading up to March, before he was sent back, excuse me, before he was sent back to Biden's Delaware compound. Biden's other dog, Champ, died in June of 2021. Some bites were so severe that agents needed immediate medical attention. You didn't hear that on the mainstream media. No, because that would show that Biden can't even keep track of his dog, let alone the United States of America. Now, uh, emails obtained by Judicial Watch reveal that Secret Service agents were furious over Jen Psaki's lies about what really happened related to the dog incidents. In one email on March 9th, 2021, a member of the Presidential Protective Division, the PPD, 
expressed their anger that White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki lacked candor about the dog bite incident during the press briefing. The chain begins when a fellow agent checks on the welfare of colleague asking, are you okay? Somebody told me you got bit. The initial agent replies, shaking my head, hope you didn't get hurt too bad, take care. At approximately 900 hours while working the AM shift for the president at the Wilmington, Delaware Lake House, S.A. redacted, was walking to relieve another redacted name from the redacted location. Uh, They stated that they observed Major running at one of the agents and heard him yelling at the dog. At this point, one of the agents continued to walk toward another agent, uh, the location, and saw Major had turned in the direction running at high speed towards him. The agent once more heard the other agent yell, Major, stop, before turned around to avoid a direct attack. Upon turning, uh, upon turning, was struck on the right thigh by the dog's mouth. Major then ran across the yard towards the opposite end of the house. Uh, another, uh, the Secret Service agent was shaken from this encounter, having almost been bitten. Therefore, there's a lot of redacted in this, so I'm trying to break it down. It's saying S.A. redacted, S.A. redacted. Long story short, he bit two people on that day alone. And one of the uh, Secret Service agents had to go seek medical attention immediately for the incident because of how much the dog had bit into the skin. The report has a footnote regarding a photo taken a week after the attack showing a major bruise where, uh, and, and teeth marks where Major's mouth had, in, oh, had impacted the leg. The oval shape of the injury demonstrates the outlines of the dog's jaws, closed jaws. In an, uh, in an email dated June 24, 2021, regarding the February 28th incident, a Secret Service official writes, I have taken the liberty of adding the uniform division to this email chain, so I understand there may have been multiple attacks uh, against Secret Service agents involving Major and their officers. So why is this important? Well, it's not important for really any other reason except for this. Nobody in the Biden administration, nobody in the Harris uh, 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 the Harris, her immediate staff, nobody in the government, not even the secret service agents want to be doing what they're doing. They don't want to be pre- protecting this illegitimate, uh, 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 sniffer and thief. And it's not just the country. It's the people that are working close to these guys. This is a result of having somebody steal your election. And I want to give a big shout out to Judicial Watch for getting these emails out there, not only to highlight exactly what's going on, but to show how much these people lie. If they're willing to lie about just petty dog bites, then they're willing to lie about anything in order to control the masses. That is why I highlighted that that story today. If they're willing to lie about that, they're willing to lie about anything, and we need to wake people up, okay? Now... Moving on, I told you, the one thing that's going to unite this country and the world, regardless of your political uh, leanings, is our children and the safety of our children. Everybody can, uh, everybody can unite around the idea of leave our kids alone. We say it every single day. We have the music even for it right here. Hey, teacher, leave the kids alone. Leave the kids alone. Well, ladies and gentlemen, not only... Did we make the DOJ and Biden's 
enforcement lackeys run away with their tail between their legs when it came to our kids. But now the BBC, the famous English news channel, wherever they're headquartered out of, I don't even care where they're headquartered out of, maybe they're Australia, I don't know. The BBC has canceled a nude sex education theater show targeting children after they received thousands and thousands of death threats. Those death threats were traced back to the people who made them. Do you want to know? I've never, I will never condone death threats. I think that's ridiculous. But what I think is pretty interesting about this story is the thousands of people that were sending the BBC death threats traced back to these people. Yes, some people are going to get in some serious trouble, but they come from people of all walks of life, which goes to tell you that once again, I was right when I said we are uniting behind the safety of our children. Now, in this video that they were in this show that they were going to put on BBC, it promoted, quote, pleasure, queerness and gender to little children, showed them naked scenes and showed them erections. I'm telling you, man, these people are absolutely sick. Like read the story and then I'll play a video for you. It's not going to show you that stuff. Don't worry. BBC producers were forced to cancel a sex ed theater production called The Family Sex Show featuring non-sexual nudity. The show explicitly targeted children as young as five years old to discuss things like consent, pleasure, queerness, and gender. Just what we all wanted. Everybody gather around the sofa Go make some popcorn. Turn out the lights. We're going to watch a family sex show together. I can't wait. Everybody naked? Everybody got their popcorn? Let's do this. That's, that's what I picture in my head about what's going on. 38,000 people signed a petition for it to be axed, and thousands of people sent in death threats. The family sex show featuring topics such as consent, pleasure, queerness, and more was due to be performed at Bristol's Tobacco Factory in May. The creators of the show, who said they also received threats, have now canceled the entire tour. This is what you do when you stand up. This is the the effect that you have when you stand up. Look at Disney right now. Their stocks are trash. Their parks are trash. The attendance at their parks are trash. Their streaming service is falling every single day. This is what happens when we stand up, and I'm glad we found something to at least be united over. The petition claimed the show was profoundly irresponsible and wholly inappropriate, and they showed erections to children. Showing erections to children. I want to play this this video for you from uh, two, uh, con- uh, two content creators with their own show and what they thought about it as it's native to their country. Here we go. The family sex show. So, um, Not looking yeah. forward to this. <laughs> so this, this is uh, a show, according to their own website, it's a show for families about sex and relationships, a fun and silly performance about the painfully awkward subject of sex, exploring names and functions, boundaries, consent, pleasure, queerness, sex, gender, and relationships using real life bodies, personal stories, songs, and movement. The family sex show 
I don't know what sort of movement that would be. No. <laughs> In and out. Uh, the family sex show puts the good stuff at the forefront of conversation and it imagines a future where there is no shame but a celebration of difference, I, I equality, and liberation. I don't want that future. I want shame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think shame is a very <laughs> underrated emotion. Everybody's trying to eliminate shame, eliminate anxiety. No, we need some shame. Yes. Yes. Some things you should be ashamed of. I mean, I love the best example is at Pride events where you get people in the dog costumes and the police holding them on leashes and you just think... Yeah. Nah, I, yeah, I want kink shaming. I definitely want kink shaming in this situation, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to bring back shaming. I believe so. Public shaming. Look, that is why Disney and all of these weirdos at the BBC and all these people that just are so irate that they can no longer have their heads in your kids' pants, they hated when we called them groomers. They hated the fact that we made that, that, uh, that, that name go viral against them. They are groomers. That's exactly what they are. They're grooming these kids to be sexually immoral and sexually sinning creatures from day one. The left literally characterizes their entire life based on the sex that they decide to have. It's sickening. I don't care if you're straight or gay. Sex at a young age like that is unnecessary, uncalled for, and despicable and wrong. Sexual sin, period, should not be talked about. What you do in the privacy of your bedroom should stay in the privacy of your bedroom. I don't even want that stuff shown to adults because that's called porn. And we all know the negative effects of porn. You know, that's one thing I never got into, by the way, was porn as a kid. Never. I'm not saying that I didn't see pornography not saying that i had not been to a strip club because i did do you know i only went to a strip club once and my friends took me there on my 18th birthday no maybe it was 20, my 21st birthday i don't know when it was but my friends took me and it was the last time i ever went didn't like it never was a never was a fan of pornography or any of that stuff but i do understand its power I do understand how Satan uses it to get into all of our young children. I understand that. I have seen the complete breakdown mentally, emotionally, and physically of people who are addicted to porn, and it's worse than any drug, I can tell you that. God is working, and God is making sure that we have the upper hand, and he's letting us, he's, he's, he's allowing all of this stuff to be exposed so we can stand up against it. Now, you know when we lose is when we don't stand up against it. We don't stand up against it. That's how we lose. So far, we've been doing a heck of a job. I want to thank all the people who've helped out Amanda Collins today. By the way, Amanda, there's been some uh, large donations to come in for you. So we'll tally that up and I'll get a hold of you after the show. I got more winning, folks. Miss Cole, you ready? Lauren Cole, I got more winning. Here we go. Disney showing massive losses. CNN on the verge of bankruptcy. Twitter about to be completely taken over. The GOP already taken over. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. This is the most, this is the, this is music to my ears today. You ready for this? Netflix shares have tanked over 20% in the matter of two days after it reported a loss of almost a quarter of a million subscribers in the first quarter of this year can i get an amen <laughs> cnn bye-bye disney bye-bye twitter bye-bye netflix bye-bye 
Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. Go ahead, cue the music. Here we go. And another one gone, and another one gone, and another one bites the dust. Ah! See you later, Netflix. You want to know whose subscribers have not dwindled, but whose subscribers have skyrocketed in that same three months? Pure flicks. Woo! God is working in mysterious ways, ladies and gentlemen, when he is pulling the secular loving people from Netflix, from Twitter, from Disney, and bringing them back to the Lord. If you do not have pure flicks, it's cheap. It's family fun. It's good content for the family. And any movie that they do have on there that does use a swear word uh, or, you know, like the S word or anything like that, they have it bleeped out so you can't even hear it. I love Pure Flicks, and that is a God-driven network. And guess what? Their, subscri- their subscriptions are going through the roof while Netflix continues to fall. And you cannot tell me that that is not God working behind the scenes. Can I get an amen? I love it. 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 Now, a lot of this, a lot of this winning that we're experiencing, a lot of these people going down the tubes is a direct result of people waking up and people not, have, not, not taking it anymore and deciding to get involved in their local or state politics or school board or anything that is community-driven. One of those people, who is probably one of the most fearless of them all, is Carrie Lake. Now, we have Donald Trump to thank for this, folks. If it was not for Donald Trump winning the presidency in 2016... All we would have done is kick the can down the road a little bit further and walk that road of destruction to America's demise. President Donald J. Trump, and will be known forever for this, woke up America. That sleeping giant that you thought was woke in 2016? No, no. That sleeping giant was still sleeping. The giant that you're referring to was President Trump alone. The sleeping giant that President Trump woke And now we're all awake to everything that was going on. Awake, not woke. That will forever be remembered. That's Donald Trump's legacy. That is making America great again. Because this kind of Republican Party, the Carrie Lakes, the Jeremy Harrells, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Madison Cawthorns, the Matt Gateses, all of you, that kind of Republican Party makes the Democrats petrified. Because they can no longer call you a racist and have you run away. They can no longer call you a bigot and have you run away. They can no longer label you as something and have it stick. And all we had to do was stand up. I'd like to play a video clip for you of Carrie Lake. I believe she was on Newsmax. Yep, she was on Newsmax for this. But I want to play you what she said. Because it's not... It's what she says here that should fire up America, folks. Let's go ahead and play that clip, can we? These new numbers are scary. And when you take into account that Title 42 is going to go away in, what, like a month? May 23rd or something? 18,000 a day? Can Arizona, can this country sustain those kind of numbers? My answer is no. Listen to what she says. And that's bigger than, than most small towns in Arizona. 18,000 a day coming in. 
And no, we can't sustain it. We can't take on the poverty and the problems of the world. And this is why it's so critical that we get a strong governor in Arizona, one who's going to do something. Right now, we have somebody in office who writes mean letters to Joe Biden. And, and when I'm governor, we're not going to take any cues from Joe Biden. He's an illegitimate president. Amen. We're not going to take cues from him and have him tell us what to do. He's driving this country into the ground. And I will be damned if I sit by as governor and let him drive this state into the ground. We're going to secure that border. We're going to finish President Trump's wall. And we are going to put armed Arizona National Guard on the border and stop people from coming across and send others back. We've got the narco-terrorists running the show right now, thanks to Joe Biden. And I don't know why anybody's listening to this guy. He shouldn't even be in the White House. No, he shouldn't. See, now that's what I love about her. We are not going to take cues from an illegitimate president who stole an election. That right there is enough to make me love that woman. We're going to finish President Trump's wall. We are not going to listen to somebody who shouldn't be in office to begin with. I don't know why anybody's listening to this guy, she says. He's not even supposed to be there. That is the kind of courage we need. If you were on the fence about her, get off the fence real quick. Support her now. I can tell you that. And she was given a big shot at Doug Ducey there, too. She said, we, we got uh, some guy right now who just writes mean, mean letters to Biden. I will put a hurt on Joe Biden. Gotta love it. She will be the Ron DeSantis of Arizona. Now, a lot of people say, I don't trust her. She voted for Obama. Guess what? I supported Obama in 2008. I didn't vote for him. I supported him, though. Why? Because he was a good talker. He sold me a bill of goods. I thought he was going to be that middle-of-the-road guy who brought both parties together. I quickly seen, whoa, was I wrong on that one? I wasn't a Democrat or anything, but I thought this guy was something different than he sold himself as. He had a lot of people fooled. Those are the kind of people you want. You want the people that will admit to you, man, I thought this way, but then I quickly realized something else. Carrie Lake is one of them. Don't sleep on Carrie Lake, okay? She has the Democratic Party absolutely petrified right now because the last thing in the world that they want is another Ron DeSantis. But guess what? They're about to get a bunch more Ron DeSantis's, and I want to say thanks to President Trump for that. So, Carrie Lake... Marty Award of the Day. Goes to Carrie Lake for standing up, being courageous, and not caring. Not caring what the left brings at her. Look, you, the, Satan only gives him as much power. Satan only has as much power as you give him. And, Carrie, uh, and, and the Democrats only have as much power as you let them have over you. Okay? Now... I want to move on to something hilariously funny and I think is great news too because if this is what we have to worry about, I don't think, I mean, <laughs> we're in good shape regardless. This is just funny and I wanted to talk about it. Someone who should not run for office. Somebody who should keep his mouth shut. Hold on, I think I got a hair in my eye or something. All right, here we go. Somebody who should not run for office. Somebody who should be out of the political spectrum completely but somebody who I desperately want to stay in just for my own amusement, and that is action figure Adam Kinzinger. Action figure Adam Kinzinger actually has stated and said that he believes that he could run against President Donald Trump in 2024 in a primary. 
No, he didn't say he believes he could. He actually went to the extent of saying, I would love to run against Donald Trump in a primary. This is unbelievable. This guy (laughs) could use a little bit more self-awareness, and I use the pronoun guy very lightly because I don't think this man is a man whatsoever. Retiring lawmaker Adam Kinzinger told the Huffington Post this week that he may just take on Donald Trump for the presidency in the 2014 primary, saying that he would actually love to take on Donald Trump. Let's hope so, he says. Could he even make it to the stage, ladies and gentlemen, without being booed by every person on the planet? I I just don't understand where this guy's head is, but I'll tell you what. This is completely... If you want to understand how a rhino thinks, this is how they think. This is how out of touch they are. Look at uh, Liz Cheney. She's literally running a full-on campaign like she has a chance to win. These people are so out of touch with what's going on, they think the GOP is still bigger than the Republican himself or herself. They think that the grand old party itself is far too big for some Trump-supporting Republicans to come in and wipe it out. I've got a newsflash for you. You're already done. We've already stuck the fork in you. You are beyond well done. You're not even close to medium rare. You are well done. You're gone. What do these people think? I mean, I love it. I love the fact that he thinks he can run against Trump. I, I'm, I welcome it. Little ankle biter action figure Adam Kinzinger arr, 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 on one side and purple or yellow Teletubby Liz Cheney on the other making some stupid accusation about something that never happened. I love it. But this shows you that the people like Mitch McChina, the people like Kevin McCoward, the people like Lisa Murkowski, the people like Carl Rove, all these people, they literally think that the grand old party is bigger and stronger than MAGA. Are these people completely stupid? Have they lost their minds? Or are they just this elitist and this arrogant? You tell me. You tell me. But I would love to have it happen. Adam Kinzinger, if you ever watch any of my shows, please, please run for president. Please do that. And please come on my show. I'd love to have you on. That would be hilarious. Um, before we go to the next story, I do think that it is appropriate that we give little action figure Adam Kinzinger exactly what he deserves, and that is going to be the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. So if we could pull that up, let's give the actual Dumb Dumb Award of the Day today. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb Dumb Award of the Day, little rhino action figure Adam Kinzinger. You think you're going to go ahead and You think that, so even if your tactic was to pull votes away from Trump, it would still be so minute that it wouldn't matter. Man, these guys are out of touch, and I love it. More winning, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I've got more. This time, this time in the great state of Michigan, after defendants were found to be innocent in the failed FBI sting of kidnapping Governor Whitmer, the federal prosecutor has now been so embarrassed that the federal prosecutor has decided to pull out of the case completely. Wash your hands of it. Stick your fork in that case. It's done as well. And what this does is give us some insight into how the FBI orchestrated January 6th as well. But let's get into the story. A federal prosecutor 
who urged the jury to convict four men accused of Governor Whitmer's alleged kidnapping plot dropped out of the case last night. U.S. Attorney Jonathan Roth decided he was going to actually do something intelligent for once in his life and decided that he was going to withdraw from the alleged kidnapping case of the tyrannical Michigan governor, Governor Whitmer, according to court documents. Roth was the co-lead prosecutor in the kidnapping case along with Nils Kessler. This comes after a Michigan grand jury found, or excuse me, a Michigan jury found no guilt verdicts in the trial against the four alleged kidnapping defendants two weeks ago. The case continues to fall apart now that the American public know the FBI actually hatched the plot paid for the plot, ran the plot, and set the plot up and set up innocent men for their immoral and godless schemes. Thank you, God. Thank you for continuing. It might not be on our time. It might not be when we pray for it, but God works on his own time, and he is crushing the enemy, ladies and gentlemen. He is crushing the enemy next up January 6th. Next up, January 6th, and we're going to get you for January 6th. We're going to get you for what you did and pinned on us. We're going to get you for the lies that you told on us. We're going to get you for the lies that you ruined by keeping people illegally imprisoned. We're going to get you for the lies that you've destroyed, and we're going to get you for impeaching President Donald J. Trump and and committing a coup d'etat to get rid of him. We are going to get you. Now, you can take, we're going to get you any way you want to take it. I don't give a crap. I mean it the way I mean it. You can take it the way you want to take it. We're going to get you for what you did. And you will not hide from the wrath of Almighty God. As he is my witness, we're going to get you. Again, take it however you want. More good news. You ready for this? First, it was MSDNC. Then it was CNN. And now super uber liberal media outlet Politico, who actually helped get me banned from Facebook, by the way, has predicted that Republicans will win the House in the Senate and the Senate in the 2022 midterms by a lot. And like I told you, MSDNC saying it is one thing. CNN saying it is another thing. But when you get these people like Politico and uh, all of these fact checkers to say, hey, Republicans are going to smear the Democrats this midterm season, it lets you know that the security election laws that we put in place, it lets you know that the, the forensic audits that we've done and, and, and the work that we've done and, and in the wake of that has done enough to make sure the Democrats will not win again. Let's get into this story. Some liberal media outlets are still clinging to the idea that the Democrats won't face a reckoning in November. Others are downplaying the midterms by suggesting that the Democrats will only lose the House by a small margin. Even Kevin McCarthy thinks that. That's how out of touch that guy is. The liberal outlet Politico, on the other hand, is saying that the Democrats are going to lose and lose bigly. They didn't say that. I'm saying that. They said big. I'm, re- I'm uh, replacing that with the word bigly. And the Republicans will take back the House and the Senate. They said Republicans will dominate the midterms this election November. in November, reclaiming both the House and the Senate, Politico predicted yesterday. Politico predicts the House will likely flip to the Republicans by a lot more, obviously, than the Senate. There's not enough Senate seats up for grabs, so that's obvious. The projections contend that 21 contested seats lean blue, while 16 lean Republican. 
The forecast includes 24 toss-up seats that do not favor any party. The prediction includes state redistricting, where the GOP will likely break even in a process break even in a process it was expected to dominate. Redistricting will happen in the uh, the tw- 221 House seats and the Democrats hold and the 209 seats Republicans represent. There are five vacancies. Folks, I'm telling you this right now. 45, 40, 35 seats would be a disappointment. 40 seats, to me, in my opinion, would be a disappointment. I can tell you that right now. I'm looking for 70 to 100. 70 to 100 altogether. So when CNN, MSDNC, Politico, and the rest of the losers are also all saying, hey, Republicans are going to smear you guys in 2022, that lets you know everything you need to know. There's no way they're going to be able to cheat. Stick it out a little longer. We've got this. Healing is on the way. Restoration is on the way. Wholeness is on the way. Jesus is on the way. Now, I want to end the show today with something a little funny for you, as I always like to. Everybody saw, I didn't really touch on the whole Easter Bunny Joe Biden thing. It wasn't something that I really cared to touch on. I will say, though, it was funny watching Joe Biden's reaction to the Easter Bunny when the Easter Bunny showed up and touched Joe on his shoulder to get him away from people before he said something absolutely stupid or incriminating. I want to thank the indie thinker thinker on TikTok for putting this little video together. It's not long, but it's very funny. Check this out. This is Joe Biden as a horror scene victim when the bunny handler comes up (laughs) to get him. Check this out. It's great. got to watch that again. <laughs> no, no, the Easter bunny. What shall I ever do? Gave you a good laugh, right? That's all I want to do. I want to leave you with laughter and I want to leave you with some courage and I want to leave you with some determination, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Jeremy, can you sue Big TV on behalf of We the People Telecommunications? Bill, the 80s forbid. I don't know what you're saying there. Sorry I missed it, but either way, we're done with the show today. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, folks, before you leave, don't go yet. Don't go. I got something to show you. I got something to show you. Yesterday, you knew we uh, we started our new partnership with uh, the Brave American. What you did not see was what I'm about to show you. We can remove those lower third banners. Check this out, folks. This is some of the metal art that they do. Look at this. Look at this amazing metal art that they do. But hold on. If you're looking for something a little bit more patriotic, they have that too in metal art. I love their metal art. Look at this. The Tree of Life. The God, Guns, and Guts. The Fallen Soldier metal art. And these. These are massive, by the way. These are very, very, very big. I mean, I think they're like three feet in, 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 in length. So uh, at least this one here. So make sure you check out all their stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Again, braveamerican.com. And, of course, do not forget to use the promo code LFA as it will help out veterans, it will sponsor a veteran, and it will help out us here on Life from America. You get 15% off if you sign up uh, for their newsletter as well. So make sure you guys check that out as well as MyPillow and PatriotFoods.com. Love each and every one of you. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one. 
That's right, Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight for more Live from America at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Do not miss it. Have a great day, folks. Bye-bye. Brown, all cities, all towns, the